What's up guys, your boy Jace. Welcome back to another episode of the Ava Speak channel. In today's episode, we've got a guest that needs no introduction, Mr. Lee himself. Mr. Lee, do you want to say hello to everyone? Yeah. Hello everyone. I just wanted to let everyone know, um, just call me T now, like Mr. Lee's kind of outdated. Just uh, call T. me T. T, okay. Uh, T, how you been, man? It's been a while since we had a sit down and had a manly conversation, man. Like adult yeah. conversation. Honestly, it has been a while. Just been working, same as you, trying to, yeah. trying to be like you, bro. Trying to be like you, bro. Yeah. Talking about working, bro, I heard you got a new car, bro. I heard you driving that new Beamer, bro. <laughs> Me? I ain't gonna, bro, I've had that car for a while. He's only saying this because he just bought a new car. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, um, yeah, I, I did, I did. Uh, which, obviously, it brings us perfectly to today's topic. Uh, financial stability and financial awareness. So, um... Let's kick off the topic with you know the definition. Uh, the T. What was your definition of financial stability and financial awareness? Um, I think they both come in hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like financial awareness is you like understanding where your money is coming from yeah. and where it's going to. Sort of every day, not even every day, like every week, every month. Just having the idea that you're not overspending, you're not underspending you're yeah. saving what needs to be saved and like your financial goals always in mm-hmm. check and what was the one financial stability yeah i think that's just when everything's in sync like if your awareness is on point and then you can execute on that then that's yeah. when you're i think you're stable mm-hmm. what about you um it's really similar to yours like financial awareness for me is like knowing where you're spending your money so what i normally do i budget a lot so like let's say i get my wage i put like i think you kind of introduced me to that program that we're using the excel yeah. file i use that a lot so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest but with me i spend a lot on food so right. let's say this month i, I don't want to be spending that much but i spend like 300 pounds on food at the end of the month obviously there's bank statements that i can look through but at the same time i do my own on the excel file that you gave me yeah do you want to sorry do you want to just tell the audience a bit about the excel file and what it consists of um so the excel file it's basically a financial charts that basically you gave it to me but i've seen it in my um, uni days because i study financial investment so it's basically your income it's basically an income statement it's it's calculating what what's coming in and what you're spending your income and your expenditure basically and then what you have left over so it's really it's a really useful program because like i use it a lot every month actually to you know calculate my incomes and expenditures just to see where money is going so it uh, financial awareness allows me to know where i'm spending my money essentially yeah to to build on that what Mm -hmm. essentially what i use it for is like because well, me and Jace are on like wages now. Like yeah. we get a consistent amount every single month. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like one month is gonna get more than the last. So it's sort of like we need to make sure we're not overspending mm. our money. It's it's a bit different for me because like um even though I got my like I get my base rate, I do have commission. My my job is yeah. But then like the thing is, you don't get your commission straight away. So yeah. even so, like, yeah. like we both get a certain amount each month, and if we end up overspending, yeah. And we're digging into like money that we don't have yeah so then like what the file does is what i do with it is i make sure i calculate all my expenses first yeah and then see if it matches up with my like what my income is and if it doesn't then it's either mm. somehow make more money or just spend less money and that's that's all part of being financially aware and like stable 
it's to find that balance where you're not overspending past your budget. Yeah. And then going back to the point of financial stability, it it basically it basically builds on for the financial awareness. Financial stability to me basically it's having the ability to spend on whatever you want without worrying. Um, you know, you, okay, I might go over my budget this month. Financial stability is the ability to spend on whatever you want without the worries to, you know, um, basically not, uh, basically without the worries that you, you might go bankrupt for the, for the week or, or for the month. That's financial stability for me, basically. Yeah. Do you think you're financially stable? Yeah. Um, really and truly, yes, I think I do, which is um, I'm really grateful for because um, obviously with me, like a little, a little bit of back, backstory about me and the, the way I was brought up, which is another topic I want to ask you about, T. Um, the way I was brought up, obviously, I came to the UK when I was three. And then I've seen my parents go through, you know, the struggles to get to where we are, which obviously I'm really grateful for. I'm really thankful for them, innit? And talking about that, uh, how was your upbringing? And how, when did you realise, like, financial stability and financial awareness is important in your life? Let's call it financial uh, literacy. Financial literacy is the um, official word. That to we, be honest, yeah. like, growing up, we were quite well off. Like, we had quite... Yeah. Well, we had enough money to go about our day and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, to go take our yearly holidays and whatever. Had a uh, nice yeah. house. But then, like... As I grew up, like yeah. that money became more and more scarce. So yeah. it's kind of like that stopped happening. And it only yeah. started when really when I started entering like teenagehood, like going into adulthood, yeah. that, where I had to somehow get my own money to get by because yeah. no one else was providing it. But then just like being around people that are financially stable and just making like knowing that they made it. Yeah. like making money themselves like it makes me feel all right like i think being financially stable is very um subjective for, t- for each person like some people like a lavish lifestyle where they're just spending racks on racks on clothes and like food and stuff mm-hmm. and like some people just don't spend a penny on any of those things and they're still happy they're still financially stable because they're yeah. f- putting food on the table yeah and so then it's sort of like it depends on what you want to spend each month. And yeah. if you want to spend more, then make sure you're earning more. If you're not earning more, then I will figure out a way or like check yourself yeah. and not spend as much whilst you're just going to lose all your money. Yeah, talking about that, you're actually hustling. You're hustling out here, bro. The man's got a bro, side hustle. I'm working, bro. bro. Oh my God. I'm working. So like, to give you guys yeah. some context, like I'm I'm a teacher. So I'm working mm-hmm. full time. Preach up. Like literally eight, eight to four every day but then um like just starting out as a teacher you don't really get paid mm-hmm. that much well as much as i would like to get paid because yeah. to be honest i like spending money not not in the sense that yes you do yes you just do. not in the sense that like i just like to spend money but like the lifestyle that i lead like making sure that i can pay for my car making yeah. sure that like i'm eating well like dressed well and all that stuff like that's just how i was brought up like if you look mm-hmm. good you feel good and so like maintain that lifestyle like te- teaching is just not enough so yeah as a side hustle i've um i've been starting touring so like yeah i tutor for an extra like six seven hours a week mm-hmm. like, during the week and that sort of gives me an extra 
an extra boost in terms of in terms of money. I mean, yeah, but then at the same time, I haven't been spending that much money. Like I've been saving a lot. Yeah, you you have, man. Like you, you tell me about these things. Right? Like yeah, I'm saying I only spent like a hundred pounds this week. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? hundred pounds? I can't even survive with that. But talking about that, yeah, like you're um going back to the financial stability. Obviously, another aspect of financial stability is being able to maintain your lifestyle. So, like I said, like me and you, we have like our, our own cars now, which is a blessing. But we have to make sure we earn enough money every month to sustain that lifestyle that we're living. So that's basically yeah. another point in of financial stability. And then going back to you know how I was raised, it was kind of different to yours because um I think I, I I do speak about it you know off camera with with you know the our boys. I came to the UK when I was three. I've and then obviously I've seen all the come ups, all the steps that my parents took in order to get uh, get me to the point I am, which I'm really grateful for. So a little backstory: when I came to the UK uh, with my parents, which was first generation immigrants, we lived in a council house, a three bedroom council house with three families. And then, at, at which point did I realize the financial aspect of life that I need to be more aware of my fi- financials? Is when my dad bought my first bought his first house in Neutrals. Um, because the same year he bought his house was the same year he got his Lexus. If you if you don't know Tin, oh if you don't know T, um, yeah, so you can call me, but I don't really care. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, the first year, basically the, the year that my dad bought his uh, house in Neutrals was the first year he bought his uh, Lexus. And I remember the exact words he said to me. He was like, obviously at that time I passed it off as a joke I was like yeah 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 of course of course but those words stuck to me man like I, I actually took that to heart he said to me son I came to the UK at the age of 30 not knowing a single word of English I managed to buy my own house and get a car that I want I did this I did this for you so you and your sisters can have a better lifestyle so once you grow up I want you to have good things such as your own car. I don't want you driving a car that's lower than a Lexus. Because basically, at that time, Lexus was, an, it wasn't a luxury brand, but it was up there compared to, you know, the, the Hondas, the Toyotas. So he got a Lexus. He's like, oh, son, I want you to drive a better car than a Lexus. So really and truly, that's just, obviously, I, at that time, I was young in it. I was only like 13. So I was like, yeah, 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 of course, of course. I, I played it off. But those were stuck to me. And then now yeah. I'm 22, driving driving my car but let me not let me not disclose what car it is but yeah, yeah th- those were stuck to me bro like that's very powerful it, yeah like i think um like from coming from like a first generation immigrant as well yeah. like for me like what they're really trying to do is build that generational wealth yeah which obviously just coming to a country with no money like you don't have mm-hmm. so then like for him to basically set the high standards yeah. It's really good for you to sort of see it as a baseline. Like, you don't want to do less than that. And I think that's what's really good about a lot of Asian families is that yeah. they're always pushing their children to be better than what they were. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm sure it's like that for other cultures, but I know for sure it's like that for Asian culture where Definitely. Like, they will do whatever is necessary so that you can do better, better. than them. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, like, generation by generation, like, we get more and more wealthy. And then, like, yeah, but then like me growing up, I wasn't really, in terms of money, Yeah, like, I wasn't really taught how to take care of money. Yeah, It was just something you have to like figure out. Like in general, like me, 
me saving money and me like yeah spend, it was all sort of like done through experience like yeah it's definitely a life experience you, you got to go through yeah. these things to like open your eyes and see the values of money you know because money obviously money is actually king that that saying money is king so the more you have the the more blessed or the more well off you be and then obviously you know, uh, so i i don't agree with that you know because, i do because like fair enough you just because you have more money doesn't mean you have less stress right it yeah. means you you can stress about things that are less mm. primitive yeah like if you have money you're not stressed about eating food you're not having a meal you're not having bills paid stuff like that yeah but then that brings up past like other stresses but obviously those i rather stress about yeah having money not having money but mm -hmm. yeah yeah so going back to that like this is a perfect example because um which, which i also want to bring up obviously different levels of once you at different levels you know I don't want to be rude, but like there's low low income families, medium income families, and high income families, like the the different hierarchies of society. Obviously, with different levels, they, it comes with different stress. And the people on top, they, they stress about different things. They stress about things that we would never ever even consider. Like me and you, like yeah. we, we would have considered it. I say this because you know my big boss, obviously I bless them because um they they were they are the reason why I'm in the UK. They they made us like my family to come out of the UK. So bless them. But then they stress about things that are different, but they stress about buying the whole street. So this is this is a funny story. Yeah. My big bit like the big boss, he she said to me once, um, you guys are looking up looking at buying houses. I'm looking to buy the whole street just so she can rename the the street to whatever name she wants. Bro, like me and you, we would never ever consider that shit. Like I, I would never. I would never be like, I want to buy a whole street just so I can rename it under my name. But I would never think about that. Like, I don't that's, even... that's the thing, though. Like, if you yeah. think about it, right? Like, just because you have more money, it doesn't make you any happier. Your desires change. Your, your desires change, change, but yeah. it's sort of like... But then, just because you have more money doesn't mean you're any closer to happiness, mm -hmm. right? So it's really, no. you should just pretend. Because I feel like the more you get, the more you want. Yeah. That's just that's just how I mean. That's just human but human nature, bro. Is human nature like you should like humans don't like being comfortable. You like just being stressed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like for me, my long term goals in terms of finance finance is like mm -hmm. buying a house, making sure like I have some long term investment, yeah, such as a home, so that. That I do build that generational wealth because yeah. obviously when I grow older, hopefully when I have kids and stuff, like at home that I can pass on, like me making sure they have money to take care of themselves so that they're not stressed about feeding themselves. They're stressed about like university, they're stressed about school. Like mm -hmm. they shouldn't be stressed about things that they don't need to be stressing about. Like yeah. I'd rather them stress about school than to stress about looking after me or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. really important for me to do all of that. So then, like, until I reach that goal, like, I will be content. Mm -hmm. But then, when I, if, if God willing, I do reach that goal, then there'll be other mindsets that I'll be put into, like other desires. Yeah. But I have to get there first, and then we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, though, the goal is to be content at some point. Like, yeah. At some point, you just be like, it's enough. It's all enough. Yeah, like definitely. There's 
there, there has to be a certain point. Like, no, actually, no, that's a lie. Because um, for for uh, we're saying this now because we're not at that level yet. But once we're at that level, we I, I feel like our desires will change. Because uh, we we're obviously me and you and our friends we talk about making our first million at the moment. You we're, you're probably talking about buying your first house. But once you reach that goal, you're gonna have a different goal in mind that pushes you in life. And that, that's just how life works, you know. Like you're not, you're never gonna be content. I, I, I don't feel like once you make your first million, you're gonna be like, yeah, I want to make my second million, and then it just keeps going. But million, that, yeah, I ain't trying to make no million, bro. I'm, what? I'm trying to be a million. Right? Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Probably not a million. Okay, my end goal in life. Well, yeah, my end goal financially, financially in life is to own my own property and to rent out for that passive income. I've always talked about it. Yeah. Like, I want that passive income so that I can do whatever the hell I want without worrying about what. Obviously, there. Okay, with income, there's different levels. Like, I'm mean, sorry. There's different types of income. There's active income, which is your job. Your you hustle. Your hustle. And then there's passive income. Passive income is basically like your stocks, your real estate that brings you income over the months. And then I feel like the ultimate, well, my ultimate end goal anyway, financially, is to have enough um, assets in my hand that it outweighs, uh, outweighs my um, uh, active income, at, at which point I will retire. Okay. Yeah. Like, in terms of making that money in the first place, like, mm-hmm. do you see it as like an enjoyable process? Me, that's the thing though, like with work, if you don't enjoy work, I don't feel like you should stay because work needs, basically with work, it's, it's going to be a major part of your life. So realistically, if you're going into work every every morning, be like, oh, fuck, another day at work, I'm stressing out. That's not for you. Like with me, I, at the moment, I love my job, bro. Like that's why every time I go into work, I, I, I go with the mindset of, I need to get shit sorted, sell them fucking houses and get money bro like that's my mindset going into work every day it's obviously it is stressful don't get me wrong like sometimes the clients i meet yeah. sometimes the like the landlords i meet they, they they're just unreasonable for a perfect example um i don't want to bait anyone out but like one of the landlords that i'm trying to buy the house off her boiler wasn't working bro like there was no hot water no radiator like the radiator wasn't working and the boiler wasn't working so i just said to her can you just get the boiler serviced so that we can proceed with purchasing the house. And she was like, no, because obviously, um, if you don't know, a boiler inspection is not a legal uh, obligation to do in order to sell the house. It's a legal obligation if you was to rent the house out. And so because, because it's not a legal obligation for her, the landlord, to get the boiler service before she sells the house, she just said no. And that just held up the whole, the whole like sales progress. And then I just need to go through shit like that to sort it out in order to get the sales progress going. But yeah, I do encounter stresses like that. But end of the day, I love my job. Like I, I love meeting the clients. I love like it's just a problem solving job. I think jobs is just a problem solving um, activity, really and truly. You get paid to solve problems, and then I just love to solve these problems. And then yeah, with job, with work, or anything, yeah, you just gotta enjoy it, man. How how's think- your work? How's your work? Do you enjoy your work? Honest. I've been, it's been hard, like teaching secondary school kids. There's a lot yeah. of uh, yeah, interesting kids in the world. But yeah. to be honest, I have been enjoying it. Like, mm. it does come with a lot of stresses, like naturally teaching yeah. like 120 kids like yeah. every day, like seeing so many faces. It's enjoyable, but very yeah. stressful. But what I have noticed is that 
it's been a big change in terms of when yeah. I was at university, I was doing a lot of like part-time work. Yeah. And when I was doing like part-time, it was a lot of like, oh, I can't wait for this hour to end. Like, I can't wait to earn that eight pound an hour. <laughs> you Yo, know what I mean? Oh my God. <laughs> but then like, like when you're that. doing, when you're doing a job that yeah. you enjoy, you just do it. Yeah. And you don't think, you, you go in 8 a.m. Yeah. or 9 a.m. And then you finish for a p.m. and you just go yeah. home. Well, yeah. Obviously for me, it's a bit more than that. But like, just having that sensation of, I go in, I go home. And you don't think about getting paid like that yeah. hourly rate. Like even a couple, like maybe like a paycheck ago, I didn't even realize it was payday. Yeah. And like I'm hearing, I'm hearing all my colleagues. They're like, "Ah, oh, what are you gonna spend your payday on?" I'm like, "Oh, what? It's Save payday today, shit, bro." Save I know, what, and they were saying, and they were saying that to me. They were like, "Wow, like must be nice, must be nice to not just pay all your bills off on one go." <laughs> but which, which is quite interesting because like yeah. they do say like, "Ah, oh, because." It's an interesting topic because I'm still living at home with my parents. So yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm living rent free, blah blah blah. Yeah. And they they think that because of that, I just have this big income and just I don't do anything with it. Yeah. But realistically, because I know, like I've lived, like when I was at university, I was paying rent. Mm-hmm. I was living good, spending a lot of money, like going yeah. on holidays and stuff. But now, like me leaving university like my lifestyle has changed like i'm at work most of the time so there's nothing to be spending money on realistically yeah so for the past year and a half it's just been save 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 like so Mm -hmm. that i can put down money for a house deposit yeah but then like the amount of save is quite excessive it might have to decrease soon like (laughs) christmas coming. i I, I saw that bro i saw your saving i was like bro how are you you spending so little because yeah it's ridiculous but like it's a good yeah. thing that you're saving but it's ridiculous the amount you're saving bro. like you're saving yeah, so like, 90 percent of your paycheck it was uh it's like 70 percent, 90 percent is very excessive okay. but like <laughs> let's say like during this like journey of mine like because to become more like financially aware yeah. like you know reading stuff like rich dad poor dad like i was in that phase a couple of years ago oh. like Talking about reading that. all that that book was amazing. Thank you for that recommendation. Bro, like, that book's a must-read. Like, just being Yo. able to, like, read that book and, like, looking into, like, YouTube video and, like, how people spend their money, how much yeah. people save. Like, most people try to save, like, mm-hmm. 30 to 40% of their wage. Yeah. Like, to put in a savings for their future. But obviously, considering, like, I don't pay rent, I don't pay bills, I don't yeah. pay much for food at home because I, my mom cooks. Yeah. Like, like, I don't just recklessly spend that. I just put it all of that into my savings instead. Yeah. So I'm saving money anyway. Plus I'm putting money that should have been to rent, should have been to food into my savings as well, which all adds up to around 70%. Yeah. But then like, it is hard because I'm not, it's a change. It's a big change, but then I'm feeling happy. Like straight away, like as soon as my money comes in, it's gone. It's literally yeah. gone straight away. Like, as soon as it hits my bank account, I look at it. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's a nice sum of money. And then it just goes straight <laughs> into my savings. But yeah, you know bro. what? Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'll regret it. Like, yeah. one, when I get that house, oh my gosh, I think that'll mm-hmm. be the happiest day of my life. Yeah. Like when I can finally afford that house, or like, I can call that house mine. You know, when I get the keys, yeah, I can make do make it look nice. Like people come visit my house. Like that's yeah. mine. And like nothing, I don't think anything be- 
can like beat that right now. Yeah. So I'm just really pushing for that. Bro, call me, bro. Call me. I got. I get your house. <laughs> oh, relax. Okay. Um, talk. You you brought two points that um that really interested me, but uh, I'll talk about the first one first. Uh, renting. You talked about renting in the uni life. We also um it was also something that I wanted to talk about yesterday because it did come up yesterday in regards to renting. Um, out of the friendship group that that we're in, um, it turned out I'm the only person that didn't rent um during my uni life. And then I obviously I had my specific reasonings behind that. I, me personally, I didn't. Okay, there's two reasons as to why I didn't uh, decide to rent out during my uni life. The first one was it's really simple. I'm I'm lazy, bro. That's all it was. I, I didn't want to go through the hassle of you know looking for a house and then moving out and doing all of that because obviously um my, my uni is in Birmingham. I live in Birmingham, so it was it wasn't something that I wanted to consider. And then the second reason why I didn't do it is financially i didn't find it uh foreseeable reason why i say that is because let's say i'm spending nine thousand pounds on uh uni already and i got a car i didn't find it feasible for me to you know find a house and then pay like 600 pounds a month on top for and then uh, yeah i feel like i could have spent that money on better things that's what i i me personally i didn't rent out during my uni okay. life so i'm gonna ask you a serious question then mm-hmm. like you know how you said you didn't spend that six hundred pound on renting yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Where's that money? Um, I did a lot during my. <laughs> I did a lot, bro. <laughs> where's that money, bro? Bro, I don't. Where's that money? <laughs> Good question. Where is it? Uh, it's 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 in a lot of places. I allocated I you, it bro. to a lot of places, and then one one other reason why I didn't want to rent out is because I only ap- applied for the minimum amount of student finance so you know student finance um it also um built on the laziness i I just didn't want to you know go through the hassle of showing my parents income to show that uh i just didn't want to do all of that so i just applied for the minimum so because i did that um i didn't rent out that's one of the reasons yeah in in regards to where the money is um that's a good question man i don't i need to to see my bank accounts to see where i'm only kidding i'm only kidding but to be honest the reason why i said that is because like I don't regret moving out. Like yeah. sometimes I do think about like, wow, that's a lot yeah. of money to be putting into rent when I didn't need to. Yeah. But it was worth it. Yeah. Like at that time, I wasn't very thoughtful as to like yeah. where my money is going. I just wanted to move out. Yeah. Just for that experience. Like sometimes it's not just about the money. Like, like when I go on holiday, you just you just have to spend what you gotta spend. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really want to be thinking about how much you're spending or whatever. Obviously, you got a budget, but, like, moving out for... I moved out for two years. Yeah. And paying rent for two years. Like, student finance helped me do that. Yeah. And obviously, working part-time, if I needed to, you know, treat myself a little bit, then I would work part-time. Yeah. It's sort of like, if you if you, if you you want to do something, you got to earn it, right? Yeah. Like, that's if you true, want to live good, you got you to gotta earn money. You got to make yeah. money. Like, you can't... People think like yeah i get a bit of student finance i'm gonna go buy a canada goose coat nah but that's that's I'm just, that's just and i'm just thinking defense. like i'm just thinking like damn like that's a lot of money like that's a high but, percentage of what you're spending on but obviously what you're earning bringing bringing on onto that topic different people have different priorities we we say that about cars you know some people like spend 50 percent of their paycheck on cars because obviously they might they might be into cars that that's what they want to thrive for that that's what made them happy obviously with us obviously we're striving to make that passive income we're, we're striving to invest to make that passive income for the future in it 
but obviously like I said different people have different priorities yeah. so you can't really blame them really people die for the drip bro people die for the drip yeah and then going back to that uni um renting a uni um honestly bro like uh, bro, I've been to your uni house. I've been to my friends' uni houses. I, I can understand why they do that because it's it's all about the experience. Like me living at home, it kind of it might have limited my experiences in uni. But thankfully, you did it. So I kind of, I kind of. <laughs> you go. You got a co- you caught a couple <laughs> glimpses. I leached off you, bro. I, le- yeah. I leached off that uni house. But yeah, uh, going back on topic about financial income and your um stability. I, w- I wanted to ask you, bro. I don't think I've ever asked you this. What was your, you know, after your paycheck, when you get your, uh, when you had your official job, you know, your full time job, what was yeah. your first big um, purchase? Bro, well, I bought my car, bro. You know this. <laughs> you know this, bro. What? Oh, yeah. So, what happened was when I got um, my job, at the time I was driving my dad's car. Yeah. And, um, like knowing that I was going to drive back and forth every day, making long trips. I, I was like, you know what? I had to just buy a nice car just because yeah. just to put, put myself in a good position. Really? Yeah. Like I didn't want to be, I don't know if it's a mental thing or like a society thing where it's like, if you drive a nice car, it makes you feel good. But yeah. To be honest, I, I, I got sucked into that and I bought a nice car just because, I don't know, coming to work with a nice car, like people yeah. take you, they, they kind of take you serious in a sense. Nah, you and, can't, um, bro, your dad's car was nice, bro. Would you yeah, my dad's car was nice, but I'm not going to, it's not my car. You know what I mean? It's not my <laughs> yeah. car. Like, so I had to just get in my own car. Yeah. Um, It was time for an upgrade anyway from my yeah. first car. But well, let's... I was driving, uh, to give people the context, I was driving a <laughs> 2007 black polo, three doors. Oh. So people, you know, when like you have to like stand out a like, lot, oh yeah, come into the back, get into the back. Yeah. It was really uh <laughs> it was really a struggle. It was really yeah. a struggle. So then um I had to upgrade to a little a little German whip. A better yeah. German whip. Let's just say that. Yeah, and, was um, it? It was um, a, it was a worth it. It was a worth it purchase. Yeah. Okay, so how much percent was that a need and how much percent was that a want? The different the needs and want levels. Because really well, truly you wanted that you, you I'm gonna be honest, but you didn't need that whip because you, you you had five. Yeah. You just wanted it, so that that right. was, yeah. So how much how how much would you weigh uh, weigh each other? Damn. Aspect. Well, me needing the car, yeah, it was quite high. Like I did need a new car because my car was breaking down a lot. It yeah. was reaching a point of no return, and yeah. then, and then it depends on. I needed a car. I didn't need a nice car. I didn't need a nice <laughs> car, but obviously I wanted a nice car. Yeah. So I would say like me wanting that nice car did outweigh a lot of things. Like mm-hmm. I could have just saved that money. But you know what? The thing is like going back to your situation, like I was, I'm literally trying to buy a house like ASAP. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to buy a house as soon as possible. But so then I couldn't uh, finance a car. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah, you finance, yeah, yeah. when you finance a car, you can't, you can't really mortgage because yeah, it counts yeah. as a big debt. The mortgage like, is a joke, man. Yeah. So then, what you need to do, so what I needed to do, I couldn't, I couldn't finance a car, so I had to just buy one. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I could buy an average, average Joe Whip. Like I'm not gonna name any cars, but like I was like, instead, let me just buy a nice car, keep it for you know a couple of years, four or five years, and even after that, 
like even like now i've had my car for half a year and the yeah. price has gone up yeah so i think that's the case for any car so it's sort of like i can keep this car for like three four years the, the price won't even depreciate that much yeah and the thing is i'm looking to do things to it anyway you're doing make a, a better car you're doing a lot to that so car. It's, uh, it's, it's like i feel like i wouldn't say it's an investment but yeah. i wouldn't say it's a massive cash loss anyway yeah obviously it's a temporary cash loss yeah because i spent a lot on it at the time but like when i sell it or when i exchange it i'll get money from it so realistically yeah. paying like what let's say i keep the car for five years yeah realistically that car price the it won't appreciate more than 5k so me yeah. spending like less than 1k a year on this car you would think that's worth it yeah realistically so that's how i see it yeah and then there's there's rumors right like in in the near future that it's going to be all electrical cars and then getting rid of manual cars so yeah. it's going to be a commodity in the future bro like if yeah. you hold on to that car and, and do what you, you're doing to it in the future when when obviously manual cars and petrol diesel cars are a rare item it's going to be a commodity so yeah collector's item man keep that yeah come on yeah man. yeah so trying. <laughs> uh do you want me to talk about my my first big purchase or do you already oh, know? Your big first purchase okay so with me there I, I kind of split it into you know several different factors First things first, when I got, when I had my first, my first big purchase was um, two iPhones, two, uh, one iPhone 10, one iPhone 11. Reason Sorry. why I... Trapper, uh, come on now, let <laughs> me do the chat phone. Okay, relax, relax, relax. Okay, reason uh, why I needed an, a new phone, it, was, it wasn't really, well, it, you know, the needs on one aspect, it was 70% 70 needs and 30, I'll, I'll put 70, 30, 70% needs and 30% wants. Reason why I say that is because um, before, I, I, I basically I got my job in July of last year, which is, um, yeah, been over a year now. So, which is, um, I'm still doing great, great at it, which is best up. And basically with my job, I, I tend to, I need to answer clients' calls a lot. So when I had just had one phone, just my one phone, I wake up to like 250 messages, like part, um, work and private. So it was at that point that I was like, nah, this can't go on, bro. I need another phone. So that's why I bought the iPhone uh, 11. I could have bought the iPhone 12, but then financially, I didn't see that as something that I wanted to do because like, the iPhone 11 was 600 pounds. iPhone 12 was like 1,000 pounds. So I went for the iPhone 11 instead. Obviously, you man roasted me. He's like, yeah, the iPhone 12 is out and you got the iPhone 11. I did all my <laughs> calculations, bro. So that's why I got the iPhone 11. So it was 70% needs and 30% wants. And then I got two iPhones. Reason why I got two iPhones, I, I bought one for my mom. Uh, reason why I did that, I just want to give back to my family and my mom, who's been there like my whole life. Uh, yeah. So my mom, yeah, she, she had the iPhone 6 in 2020. So at that point, I was like, mom, you need to upgrade. So I bought two iPhones, one for my mom and one for myself. And then, yeah, so that was my first big purchase. The second big purchase, I think you guys already know, um, was a down down payment on a car that I'm driving now, which big, is... Big, big whipper. Whoa, 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 relax, relax. My it, boy is a big whipper. Relax, bro, relax. It, it's best, also, car, best car in the friendship group, guys. No. Don't get, don't no. get twisted. <laughs> if you see this guy on the roads, you'll hear his car, bro. You'll hear Wait, it. Is it? My car, no, I don't think my car is the best car. Oh, your car, bro. I rate your car, bro. 
Go on, relax, relax. Especially with the mods or all them, all them. Don't don't ex- don't make me expose you, bro. Okay, don't make yeah, me okay, expose you, bro. That's not that's not that's not. Um, yeah. Um, and then I think I just brought up a topic in regards to family. How have they influenced your life growing up? Uh, financial. I think we kind of talked about it, but like, how did your family influence you? Wow. Well, my family have always been big into fashion. Yeah. They've always been like. They're very uh this is how a lot of they they think like um they think like this in a sense. They say um mm-hmm. if it's expensive, yeah, that, that means it's good quality. Yeah. Which is not completely true, but up to an extent, like you could see what they mean. Like the more you pay, yeah, the better the quality is going to be. Yeah, the better brands, but like I feel like there's definitely cheap and good looking brands i'm not yeah but i'm not you. talking about clothes i'm not talking oh. about just clothes i'm talking about everything oh yeah, like, yeah. You, if you're gonna buy a rice cooker buy a good rice cooker <laughs> you're gonna buy like if you're gonna buy some nice pots if you're gonna yeah. buy a pot you're gonna buy a nice pot so it lasts long that's what they say oh. it's gonna last longer yeah obviously like there's there's going overboard yeah but like that that's the household i grew up okay. but in terms of clothes mm-hmm. like my parents were very into their designer my sisters weren't as much but they were yeah. very into their high like like fast fashion like quick fashion yeah. like buying a lot of clothes yeah so then i always grew up in this household where it was very how do you say it when they used they just always spending money yeah like consumer mm. like they're very consumeristic Con- consumer based like no, no, yeah they're very like they're very they're, they're very they're consumers basically yeah so then that was the household I grew. So as I was growing up, like mm. it was sort of a habitual for me to just spend my money. Yeah. Whether that's on clothes, like you see me, right? I just had random collections of things that I look back at now. I don't regret it. It looks nice and stuff, but it's like I don't really use it that much anymore. Bro, like I, just stuff like I swear you spent 70 pounds on a t-shirt once. <laughs> 70 pounds on a t-shirt. That's just that's that's standard. <laughs> sorry, sorry, boss. That is, that is actually a normal. Oh my price. god! No, so no, to be honest, with you let me tell yeah. you let me tell you the backstory to this. Then, mm-hmm. so just before I went to uni, like obviously before yeah. you go, you don't you don't really see that much money. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was still into clothes, so then yeah. like I would always look for like more like high quality quite high quality t shirts. Stuff like streetwear, like Stussy, yeah. Obey, things like that, where it's like the cotton's quite good. Yeah. Talking about like 30, 40 pounds for a t-shirt. At that yeah. time was like my threshold. Yeah. Going through uni, like you have student finance and stuff. Like with the upcoming of like higher fashion, like t-shirts starts to increase to like 50, 60 pounds. But obviously it gets to a point where like you just have to spend more and more yeah. money. Because obviously, if you're going for the higher brands, you're gonna spend more money. But I still, I still have my integrity, as they call it. Like, yeah. I would never, I would never spend like two hundred pounds for a t-shirt. Like, that's beyond me. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'll so... never buy. I'll never buy like a Gucci t-shirt. <laughs> nah, nah, First of all, because nah, it's nah, ugly. Oh but like, <laughs> no, secondly, what? because yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't make Gucci t-shirts either. So. Um, just in general, like Balenciaga t-shirts, all that stuff. Yeah, like, all, like, all the names. I would brands, never bro. buy them. 
All the name I brands, buy. like I, I wouldn't, bro. You don't see any name brand T-shirts in my closet. I just, I don't see. I, I just don't see it as financially foreseeable for for me to buy that. Like it's, it's not like, an expense I want to do. But then, like in your households, no yeah. one spends money on clothes like that. Yeah, that's true. That's that's that. Yeah, that that is actually true. That is so true. So like, you are what you like are brought up around, isn't it? Because yeah. I know people, like a couple of our friends, like I know they spend money on clothes. Yeah, but I also know that their parents have spent money on clothes, mm-hmm. spent money on clothes for them, so they see they've seen the lifestyle. Once you get in that lifestyle, like it's, yeah, I've seen people out of it, but it's more of a culture thing as well, I guess. Yeah, so um, that's basically how your parents influenced you growing up um, financially. How what did they do uh, in terms of supporting? What like what did they do to support you financially? Though? Um, I think them supporting me was always like their best trait yeah like especially when i went to university like me moving out they understood that like living out is not an easy task financially yeah because you're you're low-key you could be scraping by you could be eating like oven food every day blah 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 yeah so in terms of my mom sometimes she would make sure that i have food in my fridge yeah to take home just so like i don't overspend on money overspend money on food yeah and things like my dad he would always make sure i'm financially stable mm-hmm. because he knows that because he went to university so he knows yeah. what the struggle was like so he he always tells me i'd rather you stress about your studies than stress about money so he yeah. always like if i needed support he would always be there to offer that support so i'm always i'm very grateful for my parents but yeah yeah Bless up, man. Bless up, Uncle and Auntie, man. Come on now. Come yeah. on now. What about uh, you then? With me, uh, like I said, um, growing up, I've seen the struggles that uh, my parents had to go through in order to get get uh, get me to the point I I am today. So that's why I'm really grateful for life. I'm I'm just really thankful for life. Though. I'm yeah, I'm really grateful. I'm a really grateful person, if you can't tell. And then growing up, they have they've they're always working by. I don't know if I told you this, bro. Like, I was brought up by family friends. My parents, well, they did raise me when on the off days, but because they're constantly working growing up, I was raised by my uncles and aunties. That's why I still like I still live with my uncle and auntie. If you don't well, I still lived with my uncle and auntie, if you don't know. But obviously, my household is my household is always a busy household. Like uh just yesterday, well, yeah, I think I told you. My, my mom went up to Liverpool just to work. So in terms of my life, my parents was around, but they wasn't, if you know what I mean, because they, they was around to be major parts of my life. But since they're always working, I rarely see them. Even now, like me growing into up to an adult, I'm barely home because I'm always at work. So basically, I see what they had to go through to get to get me to where I am. So that's how they influenced me. And that's how they supported me financially. Yeah. Um, I remember I got my uh, um my mom told me bro like once you get your job I'm not paying you no more what I said why I say that uh yeah like I, I got my job first job when I was 15 turning 16 because legal age you got to be 16 to work in the UK I was 15 and nine months bro I just snuck into a Chinese restaurant let me not expose them and then I started working that was the last day my mom gave me well my mom supported me financially she said to me bro like once you start working I'm not paying you again so at the age of 15 and nine months, my mom has not, obviously, okay, that's a lie. If it was like a major purchase, she would kind of, you know, give me a few hundred pounds. So like a gift, yeah. Yeah, but 
overall, like my, my not food. just giving you money, like pocket yeah. money. No, bro. Funny story. My first car, my very first car. My parents said they would support me. I ended up buying that car, and then outright and then not just not asking my mom for that money i didn't feel like i needed that money at that time so i just basically it was it was a three thousand count three thousand pound car that's where my student finance went uh yeah so i bought that car and then my parents said they'll pay me back but then i just never found it that i never i never needed that money so i never asked my parents to to you know reimburse me that three thousand pounds till this day so even my second car you know when my first car the engine the engine blown on my first car and I had to buy a second car. My dad was like, all right, you can use this £3,000 that I was meant to give you to buy your second car. But then I had enough money in my bank account because like financially, I've always been at a point where I'm comfortable and stable. So that's why I'm really I'm really thankful for that. And then because of that, I never asked my mom my parents back for my second car either. Yeah. Going, going to my third car, my mom did, you know, pay for the down, down payment which I need to pay back her with interest, she said. So, yeah. <laughs> she, well, she said that to me. So, like, Jace, I'm paying £3,000 for you. I want £3,500 in terms of deposit back. I was like, whoa, whoa, you want to relax? £500 interest? Yikes. What are you, Yikes. bro? But, yeah, I, I, I say that as a joke, but I'll, I will give her that £500. And now I'm, I'm in a position where I, if they were to say to me, Jace, I need a couple thousand pounds, can you just transfer me? I'm, I'm comfortable enough to be like, yeah, I take a couple thousand pounds. So that's where I am at the moment currently, which I'm really thankful for. Yeah, I think even me, like, if people, like, family come to me and ask me for money, that I'm more than willing to, like, help a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, there's an extent, because yeah. yeah. I'm in old, I'm, I'm in ultra saving mode. Yeah. And, like, just going back to, like, saving money. Yeah. Like, once that once my money hits the savings account, oh, that yeah. money is, is gone. I'm not seeing that money until it's needed. Then, obviously, like, it's not with, being touched. With me and you, we have different priorities. Like, I'm not looking to save to buy a house. You're, you're different because you're looking to save and buy that house in it. That's why you need to keep saving. Whereas me, I'm just living as the days go by. I'm not saving to buy a house. And that's why, like, if my parents were to be like, Jace, I need a couple thousand pounds. Can you transfer me? I'll be like, all right, safe. So that's I feel like that's the difference between me and you at the moment. Is you're looking yeah. to, you know, buy a house. So it's it's just different priorities at the moment between us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It is a long process. Like like looking at my. Yeah. Like when you said, um, what was your big first purchase when you got your wage? Like yeah. I didn't really make that besides my car, which I was planning to buy anyway. Yeah. Like. That wasn't really with my wage money anyway. That was just money that I've saved up for a long, a long time. Like yeah. with my first actual paycheck, I just, I bought my mom a, a air fryer. To be honest, I just, <laughs> I bought my mom an air fryer. She was like, "Yeah, I need an air fryer. I need this and that." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, let me just, let me just get all that, like sort out the house." Because obviously, yeah. I'm living here. I don't pay yeah. for food. But when she's asking me, like, "Yeah, let me grocery shopping," that I would just pay. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. But then yeah. like. It's just little stuff like that. But then I need to make sure because I am saving so much that yeah. I am still have a little bit of money after just in case things happen. Because once that money hits my savings account, I'm not touching it. Yeah. Like the only money I can give people is money I have in my account. Yeah. Like with that first paycheck, I already knew how much I was going to get paid. Yeah. So 
as soon as it came in, it left straight away. It went straight to my savings. And like, it's not just one, like, one saving account. Yeah. And the way I've split it up is like, it was probably about 40% going to like the house deposit. Yeah. Like fifteen percent go into like a, a personal savings for like long term, more yeah. like a stocks and shares ISA. Yeah. And then like another like ten percent into like a holiday fund. Yeah. If so it's about seventy, seventy-five percent. Yeah. And then the rest will go to like petrol, it will go to food, it will go under like the essentials motives. for living. Essentials for living. Essentials for living. And then like if I did want to cheat myself, that's when like we're going full circle when I'm saying I'm tutoring. Like if I want to. then i would need to work for it like work extra it's not just a nine to five to get all like the extra stuff yes i have to be grafting extra so that i can afford like if i wanted to buy like new clothes or like yeah do something to my car like all that is just extra work Mm -hmm. it's what i do right about you jace is like you're just in this work mindset like sometimes i'm drained bro like i can't be I sometimes I actually just want to retire, bro. Like, <laughs> back to uni, like go back to uni. But with you, yeah. like, you've never complained about work. Like, you just yeah. graft away. And, like, at the end yeah. of the day, you're earning your pee, you're driving a nice car. Like, yeah. you're, you're living your life, bro. And I'm proud of you, man. Come mm. on. Let's keep Thank you, bro. Thank you. The squad's levering up. Um, yeah, going back to what you said, I, I mean, honestly, yeah, I sometimes I love my job. Don't get it. I love my job to death. I love my, my, my co workers. But I do get stressed, man. Like when, like I said, when a client's being unreasonable, like people don't want to get the deals closed. Oh, I have 120 <laughs> kids, bro. Yeah. They're all unreasonable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, all, yeah. But, but you yeah, know what? It's, it's these kids are man. Yeah, bro. Honestly, do you have a favorite kid? I don't have favorites, man. I love them all. They're, they're very obviously. There's some that are annoying, like yeah. But it, but there's a, there's reasons, man. Like there's no kids aren't bad for no reason. There's always yeah. stuff going on. That's true. Like, you, That's true. And there's stuff like there's good kids, there's bad kids, but every, there's a reason for everything. So I don't really yeah. take it to heart. Like, you never take it personal. Yeah. You just gotta do your job, really. Things I don't have that many. Like even when like kids are naughty and stuff yeah like they don't hit like all my kids like me yeah they're just it's sort of like even like with your family you still get kids that like mess around they don't hate you yeah they just mess around in it yeah oh my so, god man, they're annoying. yeah like <laughs> you have you have family members that mess around so you can't just go into work like especially yeah. in the school and expect kids to just behave for you like you're not family of yeah. course they're gonna misbehave do you yeah. know what i mean so it's sort of like when people are like, oh how do you deal with it? How do you do it? Bro, you, you do your job well, isn't it? Like, it's not just going into a classroom, shouting maths at them. Yeah. And like leaving. You can't just do that. It's literally, you have to build a relationship with these kids so that, um, you have to build a relationship so that they respect you. Yeah. Like they want to learn, like things like that. But you know, that could be another episode. Like me just bro, talking through. Yeah, bro. Like you're, you're, you're teaching the future generations of our society, bro. Yeah. That, well, there's there's one there's one thing I've always wanted to ask you. During your career as a teacher, have you ever seen a fight go down in your school? And then if you did, how did you react to that? Well, I, to be honest, there was a fight like last week. There was yeah. two girls. Okay. And obviously, yeah. when it's like girls, I can't I can't yeah. intervene. Yeah. Because obviously, I can't just like grab a girl and be like, "Yeah, stop fighting." Yeah. So I had to call a female 
a female staff member and just split off. Yeah. I don't know. You, you just got to, you just got to split up and like control the crowd. Cause obviously I have a strong voice. So like, <laughs> the thing is, I don't shout often. Yeah. But when I do shout, you, you know, you know when I shout. Yeah, I do. I do. So then, <laughs> so then these kids sometimes they're like, whoa, whoa, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, I didn't know you could do that. And I was like, yeah, come on now. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. get back on topic in regards to finances, man. Um, financially, uh, that's well in the future, right? Financially, where would you like to be, and what would you do in order to achieve this financial goal of the future that you try to achieve? Bro, honestly, right now, if I don't really want to think beyond this house, oh, to be honest with you, but if I had to like long long term like when mm. i get a family and stuff obviously you got uh i got i want to travel but then yeah. that's secondary like after the house my second goal is traveling i want to travel 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 yeah i want to see the world obviously that's not really a thing for you and so yeah from what you've said before but that's another conversation but yeah um i want to travel before i have kids and when i do have kids that's when like all hell breaks loose and you know yeah that's the life as a parent like your money's not yours anymore. Yeah, yeah, real bro. You just brought up on a perfect topic, bro. That was the next question I was gonna ask you. In the future, when you have kids, how would you teach your kids in regards to finances? And yeah, how how would you teach your kids um in the future in regards to finance? In regards to finance, I think um I don't want to teach them. I don't want to ruin their innocence too yeah. early. Like I feel like sometimes. If you introduce it too early, yeah, or too late, they either become too spoiled or they become stingy. Like if you want to use that word, like if you want to, like your kid might become stingy. Like yeah, I don't want that or this. But you just gotta teach yeah. them the right things. Like yeah, things like uh nothing comes for free. You gotta earn yeah. what you get, and like yeah. obviously you don't want to push it on them too much. Like you want them to enjoy that freedom of. Yeah, like you can eat whatever you want. You can buy. Like, how can you, how can you like tell a kid like, you got? Are you gonna finish that? Because are you paying for that? Yeah, like, how? Can you, <laughs> I, I couldn't do. I couldn't do that to a kid, didn't it? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, there's better. There's, like, there's a time and there's a place, and I don't think too early is the right place. But when yeah. I when they do get to the right age, I think yeah. um, just making them aware of everything like. There's worth mm-hmm. in everything. Like, I don't want them to be disrespectful to items. I don't want them to be yeah. disrespectful to like people because of what they're wearing on this and that. Because if they're mm-hmm. financially aware, like they will see the worth in things. Yeah. And I've like I want them, I want it to be in a way where they appreciate what it is. Yeah. Like everything they touch, there's worth to it. And someone has paid for that. So they need to respect it. And that's, yeah. but it's just I don't know, man. I'm not a parent yet, <laughs> and not anytime soon. I hope so. <laughs> let's let's think about that another day. Let's think yeah, about that. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Um, yeah. Have you got anything you want to ask me in regards to anything financially, future wise? Because hey, I think we uh, did a good job. I think we yeah, did a good we, job with this one. Covered a it lot has of been topics. a while. Yeah, it's been a while, guys. Sorry. Yeah, being busy, man. You know what? I think I think we're back. We're back, bro. We're back. I think we're back. Um, we're back. I if think I we speak... need to um, 
You got anything you want to say to the guest? One final message, Tim? Um, uh, just just stay tuned, guys. We're we're back. We're back in full full effect. Back in full effect. Expect right, expect big things. Expect big things. Say no more. Say no more. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week or whenever. All right, peace out, man. Peace.